Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. Reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWVB. Make sure you're listening to all our shows. Eric Ayala is killing it. Doing post games, different guests, just been amazing. Karina Mustafa, always, always a great listen. Make sure you're following us at LockdownWVB. We are talking about the women's game. 24-7-365. Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar sent me some cookie dough chunk last week. I loved it. It was delicious. But those of you who listen to the program know that didn't really matter. What matters, what did Grandma Myrna think? Rich and chocolatey. Dug into them before she was five minutes away after visiting last week. She said, tell the people. Of course, cookie dough chunk, just one of the flavors. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies, and cream and German chocolate. All with 17 to 18 grams of protein. Four to five grams of net carbs. Built Bar has an offer for you. Promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. You get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com and tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. Well, I'm here to share the first time we got back this season with Kelly Graves, the head coach at University of Oregon. We are right in the middle, of course, of the WNBA Finals. They are intense. Game three is tonight. Be sure I'm excited. But it's also college basketball season. It's coming, you guys. There is no rest, thank God. From one season to the next, to the next, to the next. I just love it. I just, that this sport of ours that we care about so much is constant. I cover the Final Four and then it's draft time. And then we're into training camp for the WNBA. I'm covering the WNBA Finals and we turn around Next Tuesday, I'm going to Big East Media Day. We'll have a lot more from that, obviously. It's all happening, you guys. Dot Jif. It's all happening. And so having the chance to talk to Kelly Graves, someone I've known a long time, in this for the right reasons, does it the right way, Kelly Graves, he's a builder. Let me just talk about this for a minute. I want to give a little bit of context to this because I'm very eager to see Oregon in person. A team that went 15-9 and last year and made the Sweet 16 and was by its own standards disappointed in that. Let's just consider what that means. 
we'll save for another time the fact that Jody Rundy deserved a second chance and it is absurd it didn't happen. Jody leaves after the 2000-2001 season. Bev Smith and Paul Westhead, God bless him, did not, did not keep Oregon competitive. When Kelly Graves gets there in the 2014-2015 season, this team was starting from scratch. Paul Westhead had put up a 4-27 season for them a couple years before. They went 9-21 one year under Bev Smith. Westhead went 4-27 and, and, and kept the job, by the way. Jody Rundy can't get a second chance. It's a different conversation about how women are treated in coaching. But here we are. Kelly Graves takes over that program 13-17 his first year. That's a Final Four team a couple years ago. And Sweet 16 is a disappointment. That roster is stacked. Niara Sabali is going to be dominant this year. Just wait and see. Just wait and see. Sedona Prince has gotten better and better. 6-7, still just a redshirt junior. Feels like Sedona's been around a long time because of both her work off the court and obviously the fact that she transferred over. And Tahina Palpal, her numbers as a freshman, very comparable to a point guard you might be familiar with who went to Oregon. A certain Sabrina. So yeah, there's a lot of talent on that team. Before you even get into the fact that Kylie Watson's there, pride of Linwood, New Jersey. Yeah, you got someone Jersey on your team, you're going to hear about it from me. So this is a very interesting Oregon team. It's not a top 10 team preseason according to folks like Missy Heydrich, who does wonderful work covering college basketball for me over at the Next. Doesn't mean they can't be. Doesn't mean they won't be. And Kelly Graves' teams have a way of getting better as the season goes along. So yeah, he was happy to see us. We were happy to see him. College basketball's here. They're practicing. I'm getting notifications about first nights coming up. I got dates in my calendar for live looks. It is basketball season now. It will be basketball season in a week. It will be basketball season forever. Enjoy the ride, folks. I'm Howard Megdahl. And this is Locked On Women's Basketball. Okay. All right. How's that, you guys? Beautiful as ever. Oh, okay. All right. Recording All right. in progress. The greens are clashing today. All right, let's go. All right, let's uh, get started with Howard McDonald. Hey, Kelly, good to talk to you as always. 
Sorry about your Yankees, big man. Technically a Mets fan, so I was used to disappointment and ready for it long ago. But I I I I wish your guys the best of luck tomorrow. Um, the um, place I wanted to start was just in terms of what normal has meant and how you've been able to approximate and how much you think that has already made an impact, a measurable impact on what you're able to do with this group this year. 180 degree difference from last year at this time. Uh, we were practicing in masks. We weren't uh, having post-practice meals. We were unable to meet together even to watch a video. We had to spread out and do it in the, uh, in the gym itself. Uh, it's incredible the difference that uh, this one year has made. I think uh, it's already added to our team chemistry. Uh, we're a closer knit group already because we're able to spend time with each other. Um, I think they also, there's a, and you can talk to the two student athletes after, there's a sense of normalcy in terms of they're going to class. They're actually seeing other human beings other than their own roommates. And uh, I just, I've seen a world of difference and it's uh, shown up in our practice intensity and just our communication and all those things that are necessary for building a great team. So I'm, I, we've got a ways to go. I get it. But right now, so far, so good. Thanks, Kelly. I appreciate it. Andrew Hobner. Yeah, Kelly, uh, looking at this offseason with uh, with two new coaches, I know that there's a lot of players and just kind of out in the area talking about how good Mike has been as, as a skills trainer. Jackie seems like she's settled in really nicely on the recruiting trail. Just after having so many years of consistency at that assistant spot um, or those assistant spots, plural, what has this been like just having, I guess, maybe a bit of a refresh with, with such a new group of staffers? I'm reminded of that Subway commercial, right? The fresh refresh. Uh, it's, it's been uh, wonderful. They've, uh, they've stepped in and, and, uh, and things have moved onward and upward even. Uh, yeah, you, you nailed it. Uh, Mike is, is terrific. You know, I think the fact that he, he played any, uh, you know, played pro basketball for a long time. He was coaching in the NBA. I think he brings with us a, a higher a level of, uh, um, you know, expertise. And, uh, and I think it's really helped us. And, and we've got a lot of pros on our team and I think they've welcomed that. Um, and then you, you nailed it with Jackie. You know, she's good on the court as well. And she's really good defensively. You know, having spent a couple of years in Arizona, you know, she picked up a, a, a lot of that. So I think we're going to be even better on that side of the ball. Yeah. They've been great. Just the, the atmosphere around the office is better. Uh, they're just, they're people, people. Okay. Uh, they have, uh, Oregon's best interest at heart because, you know, they're from Portland and I think that really helps. That means something, but I, I've just been pleasantly, uh, not surprised, just, you know, I, I, I feel great to have them both here. Uh, you know, Jody, Adi, you know, they're, they're still here and, and, and have been absolutely uh, terrific as well. So it's, it's been a lot of fun so far, a great marriage. James Crapia. Just a couple of personnel kind of bookkeeping things, mm-hmm. Kelly. Uh, first on uh, host and dove, has there been a determination there just yet on eligibility? There has not. All the paperwork's been submitted and now it's in the hands of uh, the NCA and we're hopeful uh, in her case, but haven't heard anything yet. Uh, same with Shannon. I think Shannon being a graduate student and a grad transfer, I think that's, uh, I wouldn't say rubber stamp by any stretch, but I think we have a much, you know, better case there. <laughs> 
Sure. And uh, elsewhere, just, just from our own clarity, in terms of when we look at your roster, because last year was the, the free year, is this just a, a chronology bookkeeping thing to for for just ease of, of understanding for everybody that you list like Sedona and ER as redshirt juniors or the freshmen last year as sophomores when because they had the free year last year, they're technically, you know, not. Um, so is this just a bookkeeping thing or, or, or players determine like free year or not, they're just not going to utilize that or is it just too early? I haven't asked anybody to be honest with you. I think uh, those that were freshmen last year, I think we're going to call them sophomores this year. If they want to take the extra year at some point, I don't think they're under any obligation to tell us now. Um, uh, I think that's how we'll probably proceed. I, I view them as sophomores. You know, Jerry Thompson. Hi, uh, Coach. Uh, as far as the everybody wants to hear about the new players, but three of the freshmen, Sydney, Maddie, Kylie, have they have you seen much improvement uh, over last year already? Or is it too early yet? Well, it's still a little bit early, but yes, I've definitely seen improvement. I think we all saw the maturation of Maddie Shear last year during the postseason. Um, you know, I thought she, she stepped in when Tahina got, got hurt and, and played really, really well in the NCAA tournament. In fact, I don't know if I've ever had a player not score in a game and make a bigger impact than she did in our Georgia game. I think she had six assists, no turnovers, four steals. Defensively, she was incredible. Uh, and that's, you know, and she's now taking that to another level offensively. She's been a lot better. I think Kylie has really worked hard at her game. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I expect to see a, a different player this year, somebody that's a lot more assertive and uh, and confident. And then Sydney, you know, has a has a chance to really step in and, and make a huge impact because she's such a, a good shooter. So I think all three have made strides, and and I think they've all three done a good job leadership wise. You know, we have six players back. None of those six have played more than one year of college basketball, so they're still relatively young. But I, I've already seen a uh, a big difference in, in their leadership and confidence. Aaron Heisen, Daily Airmove. Yeah, Coach Graves. Sedona Prince has one of the biggest presence on the court, but can you just talk a little bit about what her presence means to you guys off the court? You know, at the football game, when she was walking the student section, there was a huge roar for her, and she's just so big on campus. Can you talk about what it's like coaching someone with her influence? You know, it's funny. I was down on the field when that happened. I swear to God, I thought, Bruce Springsteen had come in, you know, or Marcus Mariota, somebody, because there was such a huge uproar in the student section. And then I, as I looked up, I saw it was Sedona. I mean, I should tell you everything right there. I mean, she's, uh, by the way, I'm not sure our student body even knows who Springsteen is. So he probably wouldn't have made that big of a splash. But uh, I think she's certainly the poster child for the NIL. I think she has managed it really well. Uh, the different contracts or whatever you call it, uh, sponsors that she has is, is off the charts. Uh, she herself is incorporated and, uh, and on she moves, but I've been very impressed with her on the court. She has not let it affect her there. I think she's working hard. She's working harder than she ever has. Uh, but I think she has, um, she's really managed everything well and there's a lot of pressure on her there are a lot of eyeballs on her she was part of the legislation against the uh the ncaa tournament then she spoke out against gender inequality and on and on so there are a lot of eyes on her plus her social media presence and uh and so far she hasn't changed if you 
spend some time with her. She's still the same happy-go-lucky Sedona Prince, and uh, and I really admire her. She has great passion for what she believes in. She's very knowledgeable, and then can articulate it with the best of them. So uh, I'm really proud of her. She'll be on here today, I believe, too. So you guys will have a chance to talk with her. Jack Neal, Doug Squire. Coach, you have several players that are finding success uh, at the at the professional level. Can you talk about how much pride you feel as a coach watching that and how much of an impact that makes in the recruiting trail as, as well? A great question. And first and foremost, we're really proud of uh, Ruthie. She's uh, second year in the league, and she's already made it to a WNBA Finals. Uh, happy for her. Um, and, uh, you know, and she's been a big part of that. She's certainly not playing as much as she did during the season, but she's a big part of that. Really happy for her. Then we had three other former Ducks make the playoffs this year. So, uh, and then and Satu uh, Savali made the all-star team. And then, of course, you can't turn on the TV and watch any sporting event without seeing Sabrina uh, several times during the telecast in a commercial. So we're really proud of them uh, for what they did, um, you know, during their time here at Oregon. But, even more importantly, what they're doing now. And they're making an impact not just in their sports, but off the court as well. So, um, yeah, certainly proud. And, and we're Sky fans, regardless of who wins that other series. Uh, we're certainly Sky fans. Eric Denny, Scoop Duck. Hey, Kelly. With Sedona, what are, kind of the ne- what are the next steps with her look like in terms of improvement? Where, where are you looking for her to take a step forward this year? And what are you kind of most excited to see from her this season? Well, the best part of it, she's made every practice and, and gone through every single practice every minute. So she's healthier. And that's always been an issue with her. She hasn't been able to just stay on the court, you know, and get practice time. Love her attitude. She has a renewed confidence as well. I think all this attention she has gotten and the fact that she's navigated through it so well, I think has given her confidence on the court. Uh, she's playing great. So she's got to just, you know, uh, continue to do so and then, I think just keep getting stronger, uh, you know, because she's she doesn't have the leverage that some of the smaller post players have. And so, you know, she she can sometimes maybe get pushed around, but she's so skilled and uh, and has such a great understanding of the game. So that's where, you know, we just need her to continue to improve. I love her leadership right now as well. Back to Andrew. Yeah, Kelly, just looking at how you guys have uh, changed in terms of uh, recruiting and what you're doing with the size of your players in the front court there, it looks like it's something that is more designed to match up nationally these days when you look at, you know, UConn, South Carolina, even a couple other teams in your conference. Has, has the strategy from you guys from a recruiting standpoint adjusted in the last couple of years to get more size there up front Considering you've got, you know, six, seven, six, eight, six, four, a couple of six, two guards there. And just, it seems like this roster is getting a lot bigger each and every year now. Well, we try to recruit the best player possible, you know, and it, it, it does, it is nice when they're, they're a little taller, but, um, you know, I, I think my personal philosophy, I and mean, you've seen us since I've been here, we've always had tall players. So, you know, Lydia Giomi was six, six and she leaves and now we bring in someone that's six, eight. Um, you know, so, more than height, I think we have really good basketball players. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Especially you look, uh, when you look nationally, you look at South Carolina with Aaliyah Boston and Camila Cardoza. I mean, those are true twin towers that are very effective. You look up the road and you see, uh, 
you know, the Beavers, and they're always tall, and and uh, and you've got to match that size. And certainly, Stanford is the the team that we all are trying to chase here in the Pac-12 right now, uh, and they're long along that front line. So, um, yeah, I, I think that has a hand in it. But the bottom bottom line is, I try to get at least one good, solid, tall player in each and every year. I just don't think you can have too many of them. And uh, we've got a couple pretty good ones. You guys, we haven't talked Philly yet, but Philly is a nice, nice player. You know, she just turned 18 two days ago, and uh, and she hasn't played a lot of basketball competitively. And, boy, I, I've been really impressed with what I've seen. She picks things up very quickly. Uh, she, the other day, threw one of Tahina's layups back about eight rows up in the stands, and, and uh, even Tahina had to smile because she didn't see her. She didn't see it coming. She thought she had enough room. So I think she's going to be able to impact the game a little bit. James? And a follow me back, Kelly. Uh, you guys obviously last season really reinvented yourselves personnel-wise, particularly in the tournament, went bigger, uh, and it paid dividends. You still returned Sedona in the R, obviously, and you've changed some things in the backcourt uh, personnel-wise. So Initial assessment of just how you think you're going about things, uh, how you might go about things personnel-wise, where the other part of last year was you talked about how you may have played too many players. And it seems like you have quite a bit of depth at guard. Um, so just how do you, at the moment, uh, you know, and heading into the season, heading into the preseason, think about uh, your your initial rotations of personnel. Do you stick big and go with Tahina and India and some combination of shooter at the three? Uh, which is kind of more traditional for how you guys have done things, or do you go with one big and four guards as you've done at other times? All right, James, a lot to unpack there, big guy. I'll start with, uh, first of all, I really like kind of our, our versatility. I like the fact that, um, you know, we've got players really at all different positions who can impact the game. I think we'll probably have some, some kind of a hybrid of the ball screen and the spread it out motion that we've kind of employed for most of my tenure here. Uh, with an eye to getting it inside maybe a little bit more. Um, we've got, uh, you know, I'm not saying we have another Ruthie, but we've got players inside that can command double teams and really, uh, we can pound the ball inside when we, when we need to. But I really, I think we're a little bit better in the ball screen than we were last year. India can play out of the ball screens. Maddie Shear has really gotten better and can play out of ball screens. And then Tahina last year, I thought, felt was really our only player that could really kind of play out of the ball screen action. And I think, so we have additional um, uh, help there. Uh, so I, I don't know yet. And as far as the, um, you know, where we're at in terms of rotation, I don't know. That'll play itself out. We play, we play three weeks from today is our first exhibition game on the 28th. So uh, we've got a little bit of time to kind of work that. And most importantly, we're going to have two exhibition games and 12 non-league games to kind of figure out a rotation. We never did last year. We didn't have that opportunity to to really fill things out and see what would play best. We jumped right into the fire and played the Beavers, you know, and and so we just didn't have that luxury, but we will this year. And so I don't know how it's going to play out. Again, I think we can play in different ways. We, we've got uh, tall players that can go. We've got uh, guards that can really go. And then we have some hybrids, some players like Taylor Hosendov and Shania Pinto and even Sidney Parrish who can play kind of that 3-4 spot, uh, uh, among others. So, you know, I, I think we've got possibilities. I time for one more. Let's go to Dylan Rubin King, Ducks Digest. Dylan, you're muted. 
All right, sorry, we got to move on. Let's go. Andrew, give you the last question. So you guys for a long time, Kelly, have been uh, the hunted in the Pac-12 the last few years. This past year, it goes back over to Stanford, Arizona, makes the national championship game. Does this feel a little different this year where you come into a season and, you know, you're you're not the reigning Pac-12 champion, you're not the, the reigning standard bearer for the conference, and then maybe it's not you're, you're going to always be hunted, but maybe not in the same way that you've been the last few years. Yeah, I, I detect a little bit of that. Uh, besides, this is a brand new team. You know, only Sedona and Niara were part of our last Pac-12 championship team, and, and they saw that season in street clothes. So this is a whole new group. We haven't proven anything yet, and so that's how we're kind of taking it. We want to build, and, and I probably used the term legacy a half a dozen times today. We want to build our own legacy and start our own legacy here. I think that's going to be uh, something that that's really important. But make no mistake about it, I think we're still considered one of the best teams in the country. I think we'll still be probably rated relatively high or really high, I, I, I would assume. So I think that puts a target on your chest. And, and let's face it, we've, we've had a pretty good run up here. So I think anytime we play, we're, we're still going to be part of the hunted. But, uh, you know, I'm really happy for Stanford winning it all last year. I was certainly hopeful that we would have been the first team to win a national championship for the Pac-12 in 30 years, but we were denied that opportunity. I'm glad that they did. And now it's our, it's our chance to, uh, or, or our obligation to knock them off, right? And that's what we want to do. That's a great question. You guys, it's really good to see everybody. I'm going to turn it over to the real stars of the, of the team.